Welcome to Read By, a new podcast where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. In this episode, Adam Gopnik reads and reflects on a selection by C.S. Lewis. To learn more from Gopnik about his choice, check out the episode description. And now, Read By, Adam Gopnik. Hello, um, this is Adam Gopnik. I'm speaking to you from my study, the place where I do my work and have done all my writing for the past 20 years. Um, Like every writer, my life in quarantine is not that different from my life out of quarantine. Writers uh, naturally self-isolate and sit five and six hours at a time by themselves working. But in the past 20 years, my life has been enlivened and my routine varied by the chance to go regularly to the 92nd Street Y, to listen to string quartets, to hear remarkable people talk, and on many occasions to get to speak myself or often to interview people ranging from uh, the great E.O. Wilson to the much-missed John Updike. In the absence of being able to go to the 92nd Street Y, I, like all of you, have been thinking about our circumstance, this matchlessly strange circumstance in which we all find ourselves. And I found a passage from the great British and Christian writer, C.S. Lewis, that I found, if not inspiring, then at least profoundly meaningful. Lewis is a writer who I've written about on many occasions. Uh, His view of the world, though always arresting, couldn't be more at right angles to my own. But we do meet, speaking of right angles, at a particular intersection, because he was the crucial mentor and teacher of the writer who is perhaps the greatest influence and impress on my work, and that was Kenneth Tynan, the matchless drama critic of The New Yorker, who taught an entire generation how to write eloquently about pop things, Mel Brooks, Johnny Carson, Morricone and Wise, with the same kind of intensity and seriousness that Lewis had devoted to religious and literary subjects. Tynan taught his generation and then taught me in a very lateral and secondary way. But this quote from Lewis about the nature of fear and mortality in the 20th century, I think is terribly relevant to our circumstance now. Lewis writes, how are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, he adds, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in London in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might arrive and cut your throat at any moment or indeed as we are already living in the age of cancer, the age of syphilis, the age of paralysis, the age of railroad accidents, the age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir and madam, he goes on, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. This is the first point to be made and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb come when it finds us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis with a friend, or chatting with them over a game of darts. A very English detail. Never huddle together like frightened sheep and thinking only about bombs. They may break our bodies, A microbe can do that too, but they need not dominate our minds. 
Well, Lewis was thinking primarily about bombs and only very secondarily about microbes, and we think all the time about microbes and, perhaps strangely, only secondarily about bombs. But the wisdom that passage contains, the things that frighten, and rightly, our bodies, need not dominate our minds every moment, seems to me profoundly true, and is the kind of wisdom to keep with us as we wait to return, perhaps in a frame shorter than we can imagine, possibly in a time frame much longer than we can hope, to the 92nd Street Y. Thank you. Nine Two Y's Red By is produced and commissioned by New York's Nine Two Y Underberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings of literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to Nine Two Y's Red By wherever you download podcasts. If you enjoyed this recording, please share it with a friend. Tag us on Twitter or Facebook, Nine Two Y Poetry Center, and let us know your favorites. If you extra enjoyed and you're able in this uncertain time please visit 92y.org slash help now to donate to support 92y and its new digital programming. We rely on your contributions. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Find more great readings at 92y.org slash archives. Archives.